Podcast City Network. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. All right, guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And, of course, on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Marcus Sander was a normal family man until he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. All right, guys, this is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% 
on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.markthesharkmmashow.com and that is Mark with a C and not a K and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and today we're, we have a special guest on the show, Nate Palmer, best-selling author and inter, an entrepreneurial performance coach. How are you doing today, Nate? Dude, I'm awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks a lot for having <laughs> me on the show, Mark. <laughs> yeah. you're, in the, you're in the shark tank now. Oh, yeah, good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, Nate, give, give the listeners a little background on yourself. Like, where are you from? Um, how'd you get to do what you're doing now and so forth and what's your background? This is the part where I get like, I pretend like I'm humble, but I actually get to brag about myself. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So, uh, my name is Nate Palmer. I've been in the fitness industry for like a decade. Started as a personal trainer. Um, then I started getting into, um, some of the online personal training space as well. I've been working with a lot of people who are uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. And originally I was trying to help people out by giving them some great, um, exercises to do and giving them a way to work out in a small amount of time. So to match a busy lifestyle, I call this product bod in a box. It had a couple different pieces with it. Um, what I found though, was that, um, it was very difficult for a lot of people to go from zero to a lot of exercise all at once, Mark. So okay. I started shifting that a little bit more to being talking about more about nutrition because everybody eats. Yep. So now how do we basically give you a tactical like overview of nutrition to make sure that what you're eating is actually fueling the, the life you want. So from an athletic perspective, you know, like if you're doing, if you're doing jujitsu two, three hours a day, you need to fuel that activity, right? If you're Michael Phelps and you're swimming 10 miles a day, you gotta eat to fuel that. But a lot of people don't think that like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, I wear a lot of hats, I need to eat to fuel that as well. So what I'm trying to do is help people reframe their paradigm around food from like a one of like diet equals how do I become less? How do I drop weight? How do I tone down, et cetera, to how do I become more? How do I eat in a way that amplifies my lifestyle, gives me a better body, gives me better energy, gives me more finances, give me more freedom. So that's what I'm super passionate about. Here's my book called Passport Fitness. Talk about life on the road and how do you get, stay fit when you're doing that. Okay. Um, got a wife, got a one-year-old baby girl at home, living in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have a man bun. So I don't know. That's basically it. <laughs> That's coming back, the man bun. I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> You're not the only guy I know that's got them. <laughs> you guys I work out with that got those things going on. So tell me a little bit more about your book. Like, where, where can people get your books? Is it just on your website or is it like on Barnes and Noble or Amazon? Or Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. I'll, uh, I can send you a link to throw in the show notes, but you can okay. just search on Amazon for Passport Fitness. Um, okay. The ebook right now is only 99 cents. Um, one thing, one thing that I like about this book is that it's got big writing. You don't really, yeah. you can get through this book. Trust me. Yeah. So, I did that with my book too. I got bad eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just easier. I think I like the size of it and everything, but my wife and I were super fortunate. We got a chance to travel through South America. So we got to see, um, we were in Panama for like six months and then we went down through Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, um, Chile, Argentina, and we got to spend about 13 months in total on the road. So during that time, I, I love fitness. I love staying, staying in shape. I love exercise. 
So I would try to like, you know, go to local gyms and stuff, but a lot of times they didn't just have gyms just everywhere like we do in the US. So I brought my suspension trainer with me everywhere. And I would work out every single morning doing like 20 or 30 minutes of exercise. And it just kept me, it kept me feeling good. It kept me mentally working at a high level. It just like, I think training is just that foundational, that foundational piece. And if you have that on a daily basis, everything else kind of falls in line, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the premise of this book. How do you stay in shape? How do you get those workouts in? How do you eat when you're, you know, not in your own routine? You're not at home. You're actually somewhere international. And they don't even serve food. You know what it is. So yeah. How'd you get to travel for so long? Well, oh man, it, we were just incredibly fortunate. So we had originally decided to um, move down to Panama for six months and do what's called work away. So work away is like um, um, woofing. It's like, it's like where you go and you will work for someone for four or five hours a day, four or five days a week, and they feed you and put you up. Okay. We had committed to six weeks on a like organic farm on an island in the archipelago of Bocas del Toro, out like in the northeast portion of Panama, near Costa Rica. And um, ended up, my wife got a staph infection really bad. They thought it was bot flies. Then they thought it was leishmaniasis, a tropical flesh eating disease. I got right. third degree burns from a trash fire that I lit because I'm not very smart. And so we ended up doing the hospital tour of Panama, went to nine hospitals in seven different cities and almost went home, but then ended up doing an, our next work away was at a place called Jungle Land, Panama. So it like, like a quarter mile off the, the Panamanian Canal, the Panama Canal. And that was so awesome. So we were like travel guides. And I talk, I talk about, about like some of the stories from there and there. I actually put a, a picture in at the end. Oh, okay. With a Cayman. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it had crazy. a little rum before that picture was taken, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Cause we just, we were just hanging out with like, with uh, like two uh, people on, on tours on, on holiday, you know, like we'd wake up in the morning and go look for like exotic birds on the canal. And then I take people on a tour of the canal and talk about the dredging and talk about the history. We'd feed some monkeys. Then we'd like kayak out to a waterfall that you couldn't really get to from anywhere else. Then if you stayed the night, then we'd go out in this little boat and I had this big flashlight. I'd be scanning for eyes. So I'd see like, like you can tell the difference between like mammals eyes show up as like blue or white. Um, reptiles eyes show up as, as red and birds eyes show up as kind of like a green. So you could always see, you could always tell where they were. Oh, wow. We'd look for crocodiles and all sorts of stuff, but bro, it was unbelievable. Wow. Wow. Now getting back to the nutrition for entrepreneurs, do you come up with like a specific diet for every client that you get, or is it just like a generic diet that you put together for like the average person? Both. Um, okay. so on one hand, I want to make sure that I give people the information that they need and a framework. That's basically like, here's what I want you to do for morning. Here's what I want you to do for afternoon. Here's what I want you to do for evening. And then, and then give them the tools that they need so that even if I'm not there five years from now, they can still plug and play this information and get results easily. Okay. But on top of that, when the people are working with me, I give them a lot more specifics. We dial in like their particular situations. So rather than me being like, okay, wake up in the morning and have 25 grams of whatever, we'll talk through like, where, like what, what's your morning look like? Are you taking kids to school? Can you only have time for coffee? When does work start? And we figure out those time periods and how to make sure that they're like really balanced, but all within the framework that I've developed 
that gives people the max amount of energy from the food they eat. Oh, okay. So is there like an example that you can give? Yeah. Um, I actually just created something. Can I screen share right now? Is that cool? Yeah. I don't know if you can, but I never. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm just going to try. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know if that works. I don't see anything. See it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I did is I, so I, I, you know, everyone knows kind of about carbs, proteins, and fats. But what I wanted to do is make sure they knew what was a protein and a fat. So I gave them this list right here. And then what are things that are proteins, but also carbohydrates? So I gave them this list right here. So break it down even further. And then here's a framework that I just, that I put together and make it really easy. So in case you're just listening to this, basically breakfast is going to be a protein and a fat. Lunch is going to be a little smaller than breakfast with a protein and a couple servings of vegetables. And then dinner is going to be the biggest meal of the day with two servings of protein, two servings of carbohydrates, and then two or three servings of veggies. And that's, and that's the general framework and the guidelines. Obviously people fit in snacks. There's coffee in there somewhere. We kind of weave it to your, your specific needs, but this is the daily framework that's going to keep you feeling energized and full all day. Because if you're, if you're like, if you're following that kind of bodybuilder style nutrition where it's like, Hey, you need to eat six times per day. What's happening is during the day, every time you eat, your digestion is sucking 70% of your body's energy from your brain, from your, like, from your arms and legs, all this. So you can't really be on all the way if you're always in digesting mode. On top of that, when you're eating food, you put your body into what's called a parasympathetic nervous system state. That's your rest and digest. You know? So like you have your fight or flight, your sympathetic nervous system, and you have your rest and digest on that spectrum. So when, you, when you're in the middle here and you start eating, it just kind of like puts you to sleep. And you know this feeling because we've all had it at 2.30 because we ate Chipotle at noon, right? And you're like, yeah. you know what sounds good is a nap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is the opposite of that. This is light daily eating that's going to keep us in that sympathetic state, that hunting, that like that hunting reflex where we're actually going to be having a lot more blood flow to our brain. We're going to feel like a, a little bit more like on. I, I try to like... Um, liken it to being like a flow state, even when you're like, even when you're not like an athlete. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. When shit's just going for you, you're feeling good. You're like, everything you say is awesome. The people like you're, when you're having a conversation with someone, you're like, man, I nailed that. That's what I want for people all the time. And I want you to be able to access that at will via your diet. And it's possible. Right. Now, do you limit your programs to just entrepreneurs or do you work with like anybody pretty much? I mean, I'll, I work with people who want to optimize. I want to, like, I like entrepreneurs and business, and business owners because those are the people who have a growth mindset and they also can understand that, you know, if I feed myself correctly and I have more energy for even one more call per day, five more calls per week, 20 more calls per month, that's money in my pocket. Whereas it's someone who's like, oh, I work a desk job. I don't give a shit. They don't really understand. Like, it's not, it's not like, energy in equals dollars out. So I love that comparison because so, like someone who's, who eats what they kill, a commission-based salesperson, a real estate agent, anyone like that gets this concept, you know? Because while your competition is falling asleep at 2.30 and you can be lit and you can be on and you can make a great first impression with a new prospect, you're gonna kill it. Wow, it's amazing. Now, how do you promote yourself for this? Because I would think that this would kind of be like kind of like a hard, I guess, niche to get into, like, how, how did you come up with this niche? And you know, like, how do, how do you usually promote yourself and your, your brand? 
That's a good question. Um, yeah. So I, I'm pretty active on social media. That's like, that's kind of the easiest, lowest barrier of entry, right? Yeah. I like to put out a lot of content around nutrition, around training. I still love to geek out on like squat form and Bulgarian split squats and hard ass exercises. But what's been amazing recently is I've been actually doing presentations for, for like different realty offices, mortgage offices, offices of people that are filled with, you know, commission-based salespeople and entrepreneurs. So I was just in Seattle for a month and I got a chance to present at Wind, the two Windermere realty offices and then a Caliber Home Loans office. And it was so fun just being in like a room filled with energetic, like upbeat, awesome people. So right. that's, that, that's been a big uh, way of promote, promotion recently. Yeah. So how do you get those gigs? You do a lot of cold calling or did you get those contacts through social media? Yeah, social media, just talking to some, talking to people that I know. There's, I mean, I'm, there a, lot, a lot of people are real estate agents. A lot, like I know a lot of people who are in the mortgage business. So trying to just kind of go through that organically right now. And then um, my hope is that as I do a good enough job and get better and better at those presentations, because I think there's a balance, right? I want to educate people, but I also want to give them the inspiration and motivation to actually put it into practice. Because if I talk to someone a, a week, two weeks later, they kind of forget that I was, what I was talking about with insulin and blood levels and, and blood sugar and hormones. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. But they might remember the one thing I said about breakfast. So yeah, that's true. So I want to dial it in like, and just keep getting better and better. Like similar to any sport or lifting weights or whatever else, it's reps, right? The more yep. reps I can get there, the, the cleaner it's going to be, the better my form is going to be, my better my technique. And then hopefully I'll get more and more referrals because I'm killing it. That's the... Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever tried uh, working with like athletes at all, like either from the exercise perspective or the nutritional? Do you work with any like athletes, like jiu-jitsu guys or MMA fighters or I don't know any other athletic persons or? Yeah, I yeah I actually when I was in Seattle for a while, I was doing a lot of like body work, like okay. massage and stretching and stuff for some some guys who were deep into jiu-jitsu, and that was fun mm -hmm. because. Guys who do jiu-jitsu are the absolute toughest guys on the planet. I'd be like, I'd be like, I know this has got to be hurting you. And they're like, nope, doesn't hurt. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they're like, actually, if you could go a little harder, that'd be good. I was like, all right, bro. Oh, okay. so it was so fun you, to work with so you do like massages that. too? That's, I've, uh, I've, I'm not, I haven't done that in a, in a while, but I, I love like biomechanics and the human body and how people move through space. So um, like I said, I've been in the business for 10 years. So just all like all the certifications and everything else I could get, I would just grab onto and I learn new things. And so I've gone through the active release trainings and active isolated stretching trainings and like body work and massage training. So I have, I have a lot of appreciation for movement and like athletes, like who can do stuff like that. Uh, have you ever used cupping at all or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I like cupping. your thoughts on that? I haven't done that yet. It's great. I think it's like a reverse massage because like, you know, with the, when you're massaging, so I'm like pressing on a piece, like a muscle and I'm putting pressure on that muscle. And then within that muscle, there's a thing called the Golgi tendon organ, which is responsible for tension. So if I put pressure on it, it inhibits the Golgi tendon organ, which causes the muscle or the knot to release. That's why massages work. That's why foam rolling works. So cupping is the opposite. It pulls, it pulls your skin and your fascia away from the, uh, the muscle tissue. So a good way to decide if you're, if you're like in a good position for cupping is like, I think for triceps, what you do is you got to do like a skin rolling technique where you grab the skin and kind of walk your fingers down it. And if you can get good separation like this, like that's, that's okay. good. That means your fascia is not adhered to your muscle tissue. 
But as you see, as I kind of walk up back here, I get a little bit more matted down. I can't quite grab that. It's because my fascia is adhered in, the, in that, like that um, lower tricep. So that would be a great place for cupping on me. So kind of the upper back and neck, I think is good. The lower back and glutes is a great option. And I think the inner thighs is a great place to get cupping, cupping work done. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, trying to, like, what about like your uh, the side of your leg, like your IT band and all that? IT band, I mean, try it right now. Just try to pinch that skin. Can you pull it up? Nah, very little. <laughs> okay. Then that would be a great place for you to get your, some cupping done. Okay. Now, uh, give us a little bit more insight on like what kind of exercises you usually give your clients. Cause you say you try to like minimize it, you know, cause not everybody can do a lot of things at once. Do you have mm -hmm. like an example for that or like another flow, one of those flow charts or? <laughs> no, nothing, nothing quite that good for exercise. Okay. Um, what I like to do for, for exercise though, is, is keep it around a 45 minute workout. That way you're maximizing your hormone production during the workout because your body's naturally producing testosterone and HGH while you work out, spikes at about 45 minutes at about 60 minutes it starts dipping, 90 minutes is kind of like, that's when you're, you're going to be kind of worn down, you're not going to be necessarily expressing those uh, hormones quite as well. So I like those shorter workouts done more frequently. The idea behind Bod in the Box is actually doing 25 or 30 minute workouts, but doing them six days per week. Because when you're doing something like that, you're burning additional calories but like in the next 48 hours after every workout. So you get to this process where you're actually doing this thing I like to call metabolic snowballing. So you're burning more calories and then you're burning more and more calories as you keep doing those workouts on a daily basis. Yeah, okay. In terms, of, in terms of exercise selection, I always think that, you know, if we can kill more birds with less stones, like let's, let's do that. So I hate stretching. I just think it's a waste of time. So if I can do an exercise that's actually going to stretch me out and strengthen me at the same time, that's the best. So two great examples of that would be a Romanian deadlift. You know what I'm talking about there? Like a stiff leg deadlift. Okay. All right. Because you're getting a strengthening aspect from your hamstrings and your glutes and your low back and your core, but you're also stretching those hamstrings out and forcing them to fire like in that stretch position. So you're building an active range of, of mobility as well as this strength base. So it's like, like if you can do exercises like that and avoid spending all your time in the gym, way better. Yeah. My second one, and like, I think this is by far the best exercise for your legs on the planet. It's called a Bulgarian split squat or a rear foot elevated split squat. You know what I'm talking about? No, what is that? <laughs> That's when you put your back foot up on something like a bench or in a suspension trainer or something like that. And then you do a lunge basically. So you're in a lunge position, but your back foot is up. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I can show you off this chair right now. Single leg, like a single leg uh, squat kind of, but you're doing a lunge. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. And the reason that's a great one is because when you go down to the bottom position, you're stretching the back quad and hip flexor, two things that we sit a lot, so those things get tight on us. So if you can get a stretch while you're strengthening the opposite leg, let's go. Oh, plus, okay. plus they're literally brutal. So doing those is a sadistic way to get to hit both aspects, and it just turns you into a, a, just a beast. Wow, man, start doing this. Now, what, what are your thoughts on cardio? Do you dedicate a certain X amount to cardio? Would you recommend That's a great question. So I am, I'm low on cardio. I'm not a big fan of cardio. I like two things. I like walking. I think walking is a great way to relieve stress, to burn fat. And for most of us, like most people who are not athletes, not, not doing jujitsu, it's a great way to just 
like get out there and get some, get like a cardiovascular effect, kind of what people want when they do cardio. They were like burning more fat, burning some calories. Mm. On the flip side, I like conditioning because cardio to me speaks to, um, like it, it feels like when I say, yeah, do some cardio, it means like, oh, I'm gonna get on the elliptical and I'm just gonna go here for like 30 minutes, you know? It's, yeah. it's negative. It's like, it's a lose weight, tone down. It's those, it's those how do I become less? Conditioning on the flip side, how do I become more? How do I build my motor? How do I get stronger? How do I do more work when I'm under cardiovascular duress? So anything like that where it's like a sled pushes, sprints, um, hill runs, um, kettlebell swings, battle ropes, the assault bike, versa climbers, like those types of things where you're actually like, you're, it's not like you're lifting weights, but you're doing work. And you're like, you'll go like, like a high intensity interval type training where you do like 60 seconds of work, 60 seconds off or something along those lines. I think that's a lot more beneficial and it's fun for athletes. It's like, it's much more of a, like a sport type, um, like type environment, you know? So if you're, if you're coming from an athletic background, that's the way to train. Uh, so that is that, would that be considered like along the lines of what they call like uh, hit training, high intensity yeah. training? Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. That's right. Now, what are your thoughts on the, those cross training? Uh, I think I'm saying it right. You know, where they do like cleans. CrossFit? And, yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. What, what's your thoughts on those? How much time do you have? <laughs> hey, we got time. Huh. <laughs> I, I actually like CrossFit. It's easy to talk shit about them. It's just like, and I, I do occasionally because it's fun. But CrossFit's great. It, they do a lot of different types of movements. They help people like learn different things like from the Olympic movements, like snatches, cleans, and jerks, all, like you mentioned. But also, you know, they're out running. They're out in, like they're doing cardio. They're on the floor doing like gymnastic stuff. So they blend a lot of different modalities. The thing I think CrossFit gets way more right than any other type of, of fitness is their community aspect. The way they have people in groups doing these hard workouts together, team building, and then it seems like post-workout, like everyone will go get food and they do things on Saturdays and get togethers and stuff like that. And I think that's an amazing op option for people because if you like it, if you like the people you're working out with, even if you don't love training, it keeps you coming back. Yeah, that's true. That's great. Um, so the I, flip side, they, I think I, I I prefer to work out in a like a. Uh, like when I work out by myself, I'm not that motivated. But if I work out with someone else or in a group class, it's a little better. Because you're like, I'm not going to let you outwork me. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm obviously going to beat you at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, do you offer any uh, like group sessions for your clients? Yeah, um, I haven't had any in, uh, in recent, in the last like two or three months because I've been out traveling, but. Um, group training is some of my like most favorite in type of in-person training. It's just so fun to lead a, lead a group of people through a hard workout where everyone's high-fiving and getting sweaty and giving me the finger. It's just so great. <laughs> so I, I love that. I, I'll probably get back to doing like one or two classes a week just cause it's so fun. Uh, so that's my favorite. Now, so what's your typical day like? Do you mostly work out of your house or do you go spend your time cold calling, trying to get more entrepreneur business, and then you visit them on site? Like, what's your day like? That's a good question. Every day is a little different. I've been a lot more in front of the computer recently. Okay. I was working at a gym up until about May of this year, and then they chose not to renew their lease. So I've been, I'm only going into a gym to train like select handful of clients with very specific goals. 
like once or twice a week right now. Okay. Other than that, I do, I spend a lot of my time, you know, on social media. I film a lot of videos. I write a lot of content. Um, I interact with my current clients. I write their programming. I touch base with them. I do some cold calling. I try to follow up on the cold calls I've done previously. So it's awesome. My days are fantastic because I do so many different things and I get to wear so many different hats that I never feel burnt out in any regard. So when I was training at my, like my peak, I was training probably 32, 35 hours of actual sessions per week, which equates okay. to being like in the gym 50 hours, which is fun, but I just, just got old. You know, it just was, okay. I, I kind of lost my spark there for a minute. So now it's like when I go to train like these one, like one-on-one clients that I keep, it's so fun. Like I only have four hours a week. So I'm like, I'm a hundred percent invested, hundred percent like engaged in the moment. We're doing like, everything is just fantastic. And then the same with my onlines too, because I'm not burnt out in any, any form or fashion. So I have a great days. Now, do you do a lot of you, when you, what do you mean by online? Do you have like, like uh, web conference meetings with people like, like what we're yeah. doing now? Yeah. So most of what I do right now is virtual coaching. So okay. kind of like what I was talking about, just getting on a phone call or a video call like this okay. and talking through lifestyles and habits and stuff. And I've actually been getting a lot better results than I ever did as a personal trainer because you know, you can like when as a personal trainer, you're pushing someone, you're encouraging them, you're helping them with their form, but you don't ever get that time to like back off and be like from a 10,000 foot perspective, what's going on with your life that's keeping you gaining weight or keeping you like de-energized. And so we can't, we never really got into that. Now I spend a lot of my time talking to people and figuring out what those issues are. I'm basically a professional problem solver. Okay. So, and then, so like, yeah, we talk about nutrition and these things. And then they also get their program delivered through an app that I use. So I'll, I'll write their programming. I'll film the exercise videos, upload the, the videos and stuff. So majority of my work is virtual and I have clients right now in three different continents. I have, I've had five, but I'd like to get to Antarctica at some point in the future. So. Ah, three different uh, Wow. Let me know if you know anyone. You mentioned like some kind of mobile app. Is it an app that, that you have for your business yourself or is it like a third party app and then you just share it? Yeah, it's a third party app. So it's what's it's cool. It's a white screen. So <laughs> I, I put my clients into that and then I get to actually, I will access their calendar and I was it a calendar my, app or is it like just for fitness people or it's for fitness so you'll see like i'll put in is i'll put in like the workout and then you see we got a couple of different exercises in there you can see how many how many reps he's supposed to do how many sets of things he's supposed to do if i don't see an exercise in there i'll film the video and put it in myself but that way oh, it's okay. never like it's never like what should i do at the gym today it's always like on Monday, we do this for this many sets, this many reps, and with this much time of rest. So it's all spelled out. I don't want any confusion. Wow, that's like pretty unique. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I have, a, I have a fun, I have a great job, man. It's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Now, you say you write a lot of content. Do you do a lot of stuff, uh, like you have a blog that you keep to, or is it just uh, social postings? All, uh, a little bit of both. I have a blog. It's called N, the number eight, Nate Training Systems.com. Oh, okay. I've had that for almost, almost eight years now. I like to post, I like to post on there. I post all, like a lot on social media on a pretty daily basis. Um, I'm working on book number two at this point. Writing a book was a lot of fun for me. But I recently installed that Grammarly app. Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah. I use it for my, uh, for when I write my books too, I use that to uh, spell check and check the grammar. My daughter actually introduced it to me. 
11 year old daughter. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I love it because it like I love it because at the end of the week it gives you an email and it tells you how many words you wrote that week. And then it keeps a running tally of how many words you wrote like through the lifetime of your account. So so I installed it in like May of this year and I put up something like 400,000 words since then. And so, I don't know, it, pump, it pumps me up to see those numbers keep climbing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it you have the paid account, right? Mm -mm, no. Oh, it's no, you still use the free version? Okay, I didn't know they did that with the free version. I just used oh. the free version. Yeah, because like if I've got a paid account, it's going to tell me more stuff I did wrong? No, thank you. <laughs> I don't need your feedback, Grandma. I just need you to count my words. <laughs> now, I'm assuming your blog is like Word, a WordPress site or is it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a WordPress site. Uh, do you, are you good at that SEO marketing stuff or? I get better every day. You get better. It's not easy, right? No, there's a lot to learn and it's always changing, but um, I have yeah. a couple of really great mentors who help me out with things like that. A lot of people that I'll, I'll run stuff past and you know, I just like, I know I'm not going to be perfect at things. I know my, like my grammar is not perfect. My SEO is not perfect. My writing's not perfect, but I just go and do it. And I try to do a little bit better every time I go. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I love talking about this stuff too. I like, I like, I'm not amazing at it, but I like going and figuring out what key, like what keywords are people are searching for and trying to, you know, reverse engineer it so that way the blogs show up a little higher in the searches and people get what they're looking for and they also get what I want to give them at the same time. So exactly. Now, do you have your own podcast at all or no? I do. It's called the Million Dollar Body Podcast. Okay. Yeah. So we're uh, we're about to to jump back into it. We kind of took the the summer off. Okay. And we're about to start rolling out. You call it season two? I don't know. Okay. And is that like available like on iTunes and Stitcher? iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, one or two others. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, now, do you do places. YouTube videos as well, or is it just strictly audio? Oh, yeah. I got the YouTube videos. YouTube.com slash N, the number eight, training systems. I wish I hadn't chosen that because I honestly spend a lot of time being like, no, it's an eight. No, like not A-T-E, it's like an eight. And then... Cause I thought it was really clever like back then. And now I spend so much time talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I got like 400, 500 videos on there. A lot of exercise stuff. A lot of what I've been doing recently has been a lot more like, um, motivational talking about like, Hey, if I were traveling, here's what I would do. Here's why you shouldn't quit those sorts of things. Okay. But if like you scroll back through it, I got like 350 different exercises on there as well. So I got stuff. And, that, and that's used those videos in that mobile app that you showed me. Oh, okay. yeah. Now is your podcast uh, on YouTube too? Or, you, or is it just strictly audio or do you upload it? Sporadically on YouTube. I've got like, out of, I think I've got like 30% of the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. 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 I just haven't done as much good of a job keeping them all up yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I got to start doing more of that. But yeah, like what platform do you use? You use uh, Anchor? I was using Anchor, yeah, to yeah. upload everything. Just because it's great yeah. to, to you anchor, you throw it up there and it puts it all in one, like one place. Yeah. And if I can, like I'm a one-man show, same as you. So like if, yeah. I, if I can spend a little less time doing something, I'm in for that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now let's get back to the nutrition. So what are your thoughts on all these types of diets? They got these, the keto diets, they got... Uh, I forget that fasting, other thing. Like Whole 30. Years ago where you 
cut all your carbs out. Atkins. Yeah, that's it. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on those different types of diets? And there's what's the other one called? Is on the Miami diet or something? South Beach diet? Where yeah, you only yeah. oranges? I don't, I don't, I don't really know that one. But what I, what I do know about diets is that they all work. And the reason that diets work is because you minimize your caloric intake versus your outtake. So people are like, oh, the keto diet's ketones, very important. They're like intermittent fasting, your hormonal energy, autophagy. And you're like, yes, those things are true, but they're so minimal in the grand scheme of things. Diets work because you're not putting as much food into your face. That's it. That's what yeah. diets, that's how diets work. So like when someone goes through like a keto diet, loses a bunch of weight, but they don't actually learn how to continue to eat well on their own outside of this very rigid diet, you know, they gain the weight back. There's a 97% recidivism rate or like weight gain, like weight regain rate yep. after people go on diets. Diets work in the moment, but they do not work long-term. And that's why I'm so like, I'm not into them because I want to teach people, hey, here are the rules. Nutrition, nutrition is like, it's complicated for sure, but there are rules you can follow and like rules about protein, carbs, and fats, how they interact with your body. What does protein do? It breaks down into essential amino acids and it deals in recovery and repair. What do carbs do? They break down into glycogen or muscle glucose and they help you with your high impact activities. You're running, you're, you're uh, jujitsu, you're lifting, those sorts of things. What do fats do? Fats are great for those low impact activities, walking, reading, creating, being more intentionally focused with your brain. Once you learn these rules, Mark, and that's what I'm trying to do is teach people the yeah. rules so you can follow the rules if you want to, or you can break them, but you can decide rather than being like, well, I don't know. Whole 30 said this keto diet said this, because at the end of the day, no one gives a shit about your health and your life like you do. So you got to yeah. figure this out. You got to get your, like, you got to get a PhD in your own personal nutrition and your own body. Cause if you don't, no one's going to do that for you. Yep, yep, that's true. Now, what are your thoughts on like people that walk around with those calorie calculators on their phone? Oh, I like the like My Fitness Pal where they're tracking yeah, all their food yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I like those. I think that you know, like they they say that what gets measured gets managed, right? So yeah. if you're if you're uh, tracking your food, if you're like, man, I know that I I need about sixteen hundred calories to to survive for the day. And then you track your calories and you're like, oh, I got to, I got to 1700 today. Well, next time I need to do a little bit better here. It just gives you the ability to kind of like dial in, tweak a little bit more. I think that every single person kind of what I was saying before, in order to get that PhD in your own personal nutrition, you need to track your calories at least for three months in your life. You know, I think that's an important aspect. Um, I don't think you need to do it all the time, but I think if you're, if you're super serious about like a weight loss goal or a weight gain goal or trying to make weight or anything like that, Tracking your calories can be really invaluable. Now, what about the people? What are your thoughts on when they um, people give up? Uh, forget that type of uh, not vegan, but where they give up eating, having anything to do with milk, dairy, uh, yeah, lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on milk? Is like milk? Like some people say they don't drink any more milk. They say it's not healthy for you. Uh, what do you, I mean? Are, do you eat an all organic diet? No, no, no. Um, organic as a, like, as a whole. So I'm a little bit of a contrarian this way because I feel like, like, yes, I would love to eat all grass fed meat and all yeah. farm raised chicken and all organic, whatever, no pesticides. 
but the food industry makes it very complicated to, to do to do that and a lot of times that organic label doesn't really mean anything they, it does it means that maybe they use one less pesticide or whatever else so i'm not i don't get super concerned about that and when people start like losing their shit about oh you shouldn't eat milk it's another animal's food for their babies i'm like i don't know i don't care people have been drinking milk for a long time they're like well it's unhealthy i'm like I don't know. Maybe it is for you. I don't under, I don't see why where the unhealthiness comes from. So people are like, well, there's hormones in it, and also maybe sometimes, but um, but unless you're lactose intolerant, unless you specifically lack the enzyme in your gut that helps you break down that like the dairy products, we've only you know like that's kind of a recent evolution in human history is you know because like getting out of our like hunter gatherers to being agrarian like farmers yeah. and stuff, right? That's like. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, that's only a very small fraction of our, of our history. So if, you ha if like some people just have not developed that, that gene or that enzyme that can break down lactose, and those people should not have milk. They should not eat ice cream. Too bad for them. Yeah. But, but, unless, but I think that there's like kind of going back to the, uh, the calorie counters, just learning your, your body and figuring out does milk interact well with me or not. Because if it doesn't, don't have it. And one great way to do that, like I was kind of talking shit about the Whole30 diet, but I'm gonna bring it back. Whole30 diet's a great way to like, get rid of all the foods that potentially could cause allergic reactions. So you cut out grains, gluten and non-gluten, you cut out dairy, you cut out legumes, you cut out sugar, you cut out alcohol, and one other thing. But then when you get done with them, when you're done with like a 30 days of not eating any of those things, you add them back in strategically. So you'll do one day where you eat non-gluten grains. So like barley, quinoa, amaranth, whatever else. And then you do another whole 30 day and you see what your body does. Are you bloated? Do you feel like crap? Is your energy low? Okay, maybe you shouldn't have those foods. Then you do another day where it's like legumes. So you have beans and peanut butter and whatever else. And you see, how does your body react? Because it's not like, like the one thing I hate about nutrition and fitness is it's dog. It's an industry filled with dogma. People are always like, this is bad and this is good and this is clean and this is dirty. And it's not like that. Life is not like that. It always depends, you know? So yes, you probably shouldn't be eating like straight candy and popsicles all the time. Yeah. 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 Right. But like, but like you can't, you can't come to me and be like, Oh, you're eating bread. That's a dirty food. Who says? Maybe for you, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I do great with gluten grains. I eat bread all the time. I love it. Now, do you eat uh, whole grain bread or like white bread? No, I generally, if I'm gonna eat bread, I'll eat like Dave's Killer bread, and or I'll do like a sprouted grain bread. I'll try to, I try to maximize my nutrient intake rather than kind of being like this is a dirty food. I want nutritious yeah. foods. I want foods with high amounts of vitamins, minerals and micronutrients in them to help me do my best, feel my best for the long term. You know, so yeah, maybe sometimes there's pasta in there or a slice of white bread, or maybe I go to Olive Garden, I don't know. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get like get crazy about it, but 90% of the time I'm eating a, a highly nutritious diet and I'm encouraging my clients to do the same. Okay. And then what are your thoughts on like vegetarian or vegan diets or? Is it the same type of thing? Like if it works for you, that's it. If it doesn't. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, <laughs> you, have you heard the joke, Mark? Um, how do you know if someone's vegan? No. Uh, don't <laughs> worry. They'll, they'll tell you. <laughs> you can also sub in. How do you know that someone does CrossFit? Anyway, but like, again, like 
I think that with like the vegetarian and vegan diets, those sometimes, um, so I have that dogma I was talking about earlier, but they can also have that holier than thou mentality, just depending on who you're talking to. And that, and that irks me as well, because I feel like, you know, we're talking about fucking food here. We're not talking about like your political party or your religion, you know, like it's it's fine. So I don't like, I don't need you to put any, like anything on me. I had someone ask me the other day, they're like, how can you eat that garbage? I'm like, this is a grass fed steak, bro. You don't know. Stop yelling at me. (laughs) Like, but like apparently veganism or vegetarianism is kind of now correlated with like the epitome, like the highest level of health. Like it was a plant-based diet. I watched Forks Over Knives, the China study. But there's no science really that points to these types of diets being more healthful than other diets, than like other good diets. You know, yes, they're better than the standard American diet, but everything is. So um, they're fine. If you, if you like them and they resonate with you, fine. But as an athlete, Mark, you know, yeah. as someone who wants to look a certain way, has performance goals, it's very hard to get enough protein on a vegetarian or a vegan diet. So if you like it, great. And I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's, it's your life. Do your thing. Yeah. Figure out what works for you and go for it. But that's not for me. And if you're looking for a maximum, maximizing your physique or your performance, probably not for you either. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, again, like as we get to the close here, so if people wanted to get in touch with you, what was your website again? N, the number eight, trainingsystems.com. And then what's your, what's your, uh, how would I get in touch with you like on Facebook? Facebook.com slash N8 Palmer. Ah, okay. And then you have a Twitter account, I'm assuming? N, the number eight, training. There you go. Instagram? Same. And I put up a I put up a really sexy slow mo video of me drinking water today, so you know you got that to look forward to. Yeah, you go. There you go. And then um, and then you got the show hold open your book again. There you go. Passport Fitness guys, that's available on Amazon.com. Can I get that off your website too, or no? No, just on Amazon. Okay, I didn't know if you had a link on there. And then and what was the name of your podcast again? The Million Dollar Body Podcast. There you go. All right, guys, that's it. We'll be back after this short break. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break. All right, do you need a website for your business? Well, you can use HostGator.com to get your website up and running fast and easy. And with the Mark the Shark MMA Show promo code, you can save 60% on your web hosting costs. Again, the code is Mark the Shark MMA Show. Use it and save money with HostGator.com. All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the... Uh, podcast going all you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the slash mark the shark mma show and click on the support this podcast button and it's mark with a c and not a k again it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark mma show 
Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net. Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at Podcast City Net. Only on Podcast City Network. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. And also, this episode is brought to you by the Henzo Gracie Academy of Ramapo Valley, New Jersey. Save 10% if you use the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. Call them today at 201-580-0581. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30 day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com. MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto. And the other one is written by me, Mark Retorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheSharkMMAShow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.markthesharkmmashow.com
Hi, everyone. I just want to let you know that both me and my daughter have new books out. My daughter's book is called A Little Bit Louder, which is the second book in the Invisible Girl series. And my new book is a vampire fantasy book series called The Dark World Chronicles. And the first book in the series is called Marcus the Vampire. You can check them both out at www.retortofamilybooks.com or amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-L. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you're look in a mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book. Or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.